true story. Based on truth, but some things are exaggerated. Sad new stories. Take one, young man. Five cents, sir. Here you go. Much obliged. Thank you, sir. You heard it, folks. Five cents. Read all about it. The exciting World's Fair coming right here to Chicago. Get ready for the crowds like you've never seen before. Five cents, folks. Get your coffee now while it's still hot off the presses. Uh, I'll take one. There you go, sir. Enjoy. Uh, thank you. Extra, extra. Five cents. Get all your news here. Get yours now, My dearest mother and father, I am writing to you from the front desk of my new employer, the Blue Beard Hotel. I found an advertisement in the paper looking for a housekeeper and a front desk worker for a hotel. The owner must have been desperate for help. The business manager, Mr. Grimes, offered me the job the day I walked in to ask about the position. I am beginning to love it here in Chicago, though I still feel slightly out of place at times. It's a far cry from the slow pace of life back home. Furthermore, room and board at the hotel were offered as part of my position, so I was able to move out of the women's home and into my own room here on the top floor. The hotel's owner, a Mr. Holmes, greeted me shortly after being escorted to my room. He seemed to appear out of thin air and gave me quite the scare. He apologized for it and told me that he was happy to have me, and that he hoped I enjoyed my time working here. He mentioned their last housekeeper had up and left one day without so much as a goodbye. Said it was quite odd, but if I needed anything, to let Byron know that he would make sure it was taken care of. Mr. Holmes seems like a peculiar man. He most certainly can be considered charming, but still peculiar. He seems a bit harsh at times on his business manager, but who am I to judge the nature of their business arrangement? Mr. Holmes also owns a small pharmacy right across the street from the hotel. He's quite the entrepreneur. The wages are decent, the room is accommodating, and so far all is well. I do hope this finds you in good spirits and in good health. I will write you again soon. I send my deepest love, your dearest daughter, Agatha. Good evening, and welcome to the luxurious Bluebeard Hotel. Are you two looking for a room this evening? This is a hotel, isn't it? That's what the damn sign says out front now. Oh, hush now, William. The young girl's just trying to be polite. No need to bite her head off for asking a simple question. Well, it's a damn foolish question. What else would a couple be carrying luggage and come into a hotel for if not looking for a room? William, would you try and calm yourself for a moment, dear? I know you're still fuming over the other hotel losing our reservation. But none of that was this poor girl's fault. 
Now I'm sure that a nice boutique little place like this is bound to still have a room or two available. Why don't we ask the young girl and see what's available, hmm? Oh, now wait, Justa. To answer your question, dear, yes. We are here in search of some lodgings for a few days. My husband and I are here in town for the fair, of course, and had booked a reservation at another establishment that for some reason or another seems to have misplaced that reservation and found themselves booked solid. So we were very much hoping that you might still have a room available for the next four nights. Oh, absolutely, ma'am. We still have quite a few rooms available, so no worry at all. We've got more than enough space for you here at the Bluebeard. Oh, wonderful. Simply wonderful. An absolute lifesaver you are now, dear. Do you hear that now, William? They've got plenty of rooms available here so you can unfurl that grumpy brow of yours and give that young woman everything she needs so she can get us checked in and up to our room. We've traveled a long way and I need to get settled in after all this nonsense. You know I could have asked the question too, Cynthia. William. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we'll be needing a room for four nights, like my wife mentioned, and uh, under a Mr. and Mrs. Hemsley. Preferably something in terms of a suite if you have it available. Mr. and Mrs. Helmsley, all right. Of course, Mr. Helmsley, and I'm Agatha, by the way. It's a pleasure to meet the both of you, and I'm glad you'll be staying with us. Now, in terms of something like a suite, what I can what offer you is- What we can offer you here at the Blue Beard is absolute class, Mr. and Mrs. Helmsley. And we can guarantee your stay will be top notch. And it appears to me, my friends, that you know a thing or two about class. Oh. Well, I'd like to think that we may have a little class, if I do say so myself. Wouldn't you agree, darling? Oh, I like him, dear. And yes, I'd like to think so, too. Ah, yes. I thought I could spot a couple who understood the finer things in life. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. H. Holmes. I am the owner of this fine establishment and would personally like to welcome you here to the Bluebeard Hotel. We have the perfect room for someone with such exquisite taste. Right this way. Oh, you're quite the salesman there, Mr. Holmes. But it does sound like a good idea to me. So by all means, lead the way, Mr. Holmes. Oh, I agree. See, now isn't that better, William? It's so much nicer when you're in a better mood. You must know the right things to say there, Mr. Holmes. Oh, you're too kind, Mrs. Helmsley. Too kind. Agatha, could you please hand me the key for room 2A? And if you would, please find Byron and have him bring Helmsley's luggage up right away. Now see that, Cynthia? That's the kind of service a man looks for when he arrives at a nice hotel. To be taken care of. Oh, you. Thank you again, Agatha. You were quite the dear. Oh, it's my pleasure, ma'am. Thank you, and please, enjoy your stay. Was he watching the whole time? And why that room? Hmm. Let me just... Oh, Mr. Holmes, I'm, um, uh... Miss Mitchell, I believe I told you to find Mr. Grimes and have him bring the bags to their room. And Miss Mitchell, whenever a guest arrives, especially one of a certain social class, you most certainly do not tell them that we have an abundance of rooms. That makes us look cheap and undesirable. Now go and find Mr. Grimes and have him bring their bags to their room, Miss Mitchell. Please and thank you. Yes, Mr. Holmes, it won't happen again, sir. Yes, I don't expect it will, Miss Mitchell.
Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Hello. Just here to tidy up a bit, Mr. and Mrs. Helmsley. Mr. and Mrs. All their belongings. And the room. It looks like it's already been cleaned. Or like nobody was ever here. I know they never checked out. It's only been one night. Did home switch their rooms and not tell me? Mm, let me just go look at the log. Alright, let's have a look. Wait, what? Um, where are they? I know I put their names down here yesterday when they checked in. I did. But there's nothing here but in the... Ah, good day, Agatha. And how are you? Oh, Byron, perfect. Um, I I'm okay. Uh, just a bit confused here. Oh, dear. What seems to be the trouble now? Well, I was just doing my rounds and tidying up the rooms, and when I got to the Helmsley's room, 2A, it looked like the room had already been cleaned. But I know I haven't cleaned it, and I'm sure that's the room they were staying in. Mr. Holmes placed them there. I gave him the keys myself. Um, it was the room I asked you to take the bags up to? Well, it sounds like they must have decided to check out early, if you ask me. Doesn't seem like too big of a mystery. Well, I wrote their names down in a log as well, but now it's not there either. They were the first names on this page, and I think the whole page is gone. Oh, Oh, well, I'm sure there's got to be some kind of explanation for the whole mix-up. It was probably something the couple discussed or worked out privately with Mr. Holmes. There's no need to get worried or worked up over it now. Probably just a disagreement or something. Or maybe something to do with the fair being here and everything. But, but then why would the whole page be missing? If they checked out or left, shouldn't there be a record of it? I mean, at least something letting me know that today their room would be empty? Well... Well, like I said, I'm sure they probably discussed it with Mr. Holmes and perhaps didn't want any record of themselves being here. You you know how some of those richer folk can be sometimes. Always being coy with things. You never really know with those types. But but like I said, no need to worry about anything now, Agatha. Are, are you sure? I just don't want Mr. Holmes mad at me again. It just seems odd to me, Byron. It's... Is something wrong? You seem very distracted. Are you all right? Oh, oh, I'm fine. No, no need to be such a worrier now. <laughs> I just got plenty of things to do today for Mr. Holmes around here. Best be getting to it, you know. Byron, are you all right? You can tell me if something's wrong. Oh, 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 you're too kind now. No need to get all sweet for old Byron. Like I said... I best be getting to all those chores, but you're too kind here. Why don't, why don't you give me a hug? Oh, okay. The walls have ears. Around the side alley, ten minutes. Agatha, 
Over here. Byron, what is going on? Why did we have to come out here? And what did you mean about the walls? Now listen, and please listen good, because I, I don't think I'll be able to tell you twice. But, but look, Agatha, you seem like a wonderful young lady, and you're very kind. But there are things around here, around the hotel especially, that you just, you just need to be able to keep your nose out of sometimes. Sometimes Mr. Holmes can get very... Well, he can get very upset when, when people start to ask too many questions about his hotel and, and the goings-on in it. I just, uh... I, I just don't want to see anything happen to you is all. Wait, what do you mean happen to me? Is something going to happen to me, Byron? Please, please tell me what is going on. What happened to the Helmsleys? Do you know something about that? Agatha, please. Please, you need to stop with all these questions. If Mr. Holmes were to hear you, or me talking about any of this... Why are you so scared of Mr. Holmes, Byron? I've seen the way he treats you. Why are you so nervous when you speak about him? What are you not telling me? I... I I can't, Agatha. I just can't. You don't understand. He'll... Well, there's no telling what he might do if he heard me talking to you about anything. He hears almost everything inside this hotel. He's got ways around in here that nobody else sees. Byron, please, tell me what's going on. I want to help you, but I need you to talk to me and tell me what's going on. I just... I, I just don't know what you could even do, Agatha. Like like I said, I I don't want to see anything happen to you. Like, like it did to... I can only help if you tell me everything. And I mean everything, Byron. And I promise I will figure something out. Okay. Okay, okay. Just just not right now. Meet me back here tonight after your shift is done. Just just please be safe, okay, Agatha? I'll be fine, Byron. You just be here tonight to tell me what the hell is going on. this room there's no turning back and, and are you sure that will be enough to do it it's okay byron i know you're nervous but it's going to be all right i promised you that i would figure something out and this is the only way so please just stick to the plan and there will be nothing to worry about you you just you, you just don't know what he can really be like you don't know him like i do he's a monster agatha and if this doesn't work out like you say it's going to, there's no telling what he'll do to the both of us, but, but I just don't want anyone else to get hurt. There's no such things as monsters, Byron. It's only ever evil men, masquerading as such. And Holmes is just a man. A twisted one, but still just a man. This is going to work exactly as we discussed it. All I need is for you to follow my instructions and trust me when I tell you there is nothing else to fear. 
I, I, I do trust you. And I don't want to see anyone else get hurt, so I'll, I'll go and I'll do what you told me to. Mr. Holmes! Ah, damn it, Byron. I was right in the middle of something very important, as you can clearly see from what's left of Miss Helmsley uh, here. I, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I, re I really am, but, but but it's Miss Mitchell, sir. Something's happened to her, and I, I really don't know what. What do you mean you don't know what happened? What the hell are you talking about? Like I said, sir, I, I just don't know. I was making some rounds, and when I came by her room, the door was open, but... But she was just lying there on the ground. I, I don't know what happened, sir, but she's barely breathing. Oh, God damn it! I'm getting tired of having to replace housekeepers, Byron. You better hope this one just fainted or was having some fit of epilepsy. Because if I have to go through the trouble of cleaning up another mess, there's going to be some serious personnel changes in the near future. Now come with me and bring my fucking back with you. Yes, yes, sir. Right, right, right behind you, sir. She's right over here, sir. R right here. Damn it, Byron. I know where her room is. You act like this isn't my goddamn hotel! Christ, Byron. You left her here on her damn stomach? You didn't even think to roll her over, you idiot! Uh, sorry, sir. I, I, I just didn't know. You never know anything, Byron. You fucking never do. Just stand over there and stay out of the way for once. Gotcha. Ah! Ah! What? What is this? Where? Oh, look who's awake. I really can't believe you're still with us, Mr. Holmes. Oh, but don't you worry. We're almost done here. Miss Mitch... Miss Mitchell! It's... Is that... Byron! Byron! What the... What the fuck? Oh, you seem so surprised, Mr. Holmes. Like this wasn't bound to happen? It looks like you've been quite the busy man by the looks of what I can only assume is the Helmsleys. Well, Mr. Holmes, your wickedness, it's come to an end. You bitch. Who do you think you are? You can't do this to me. Byron! Byron, you... Oh, there's no need for all that now, Mr. Holmes. 
The amount of morphine I gave you, it's amazing you're even conscious, let alone able to move. Which, by the way, I have you to thank for. Having your pharmacy across the street made it rather easy to come by. What? What do you... What do you want from me? Huh? Oh, you have nothing left to offer me now. In fact, Mr. Holmes, while you were asleep, Byron here was kind enough to pull out all the deeds and the legal paperwork needed for the hotel and for the pharmacy. All your property and holdings have actually just finished being signed over to, well, me. You see, Mr. Holmes, you don't give good Byron here nearly enough credit. Did you even know how good he's become at forging your signature? We've made sure that there's nothing left in the name of H.H. Holmes. She's right, Holmes. You, you always treated me like shit. And I'm tired of always covering for you and your twisted crimes. This, this isn't what I signed up for. You're pathetic. Oh, he's already told me everything, Holmes. There's no need to be rude. I know how a con man who swindled his way into a small fortune came into possession of a pharmacy and a small property across the street. And I know how that same con man slowly turned that property into his own little fortress for all his misdeeds and dark doings. I know how he lorded over the halls of this hotel like a goddamn king in his own miniature castle, even equipped with its own little dungeon that we are now standing in. And I know how that evil king lured his victims into his castle with lies and hospitality, only to murder them and rob them of everything they own, leaving his unwitting business partner to clean up his mess. Yeah! Yeah, and I'm done with all of it! And most importantly, I'm done with you! And who are you? Huh? You're any better than me. <laughs> You're killing me. That makes you just like me. Oh, on the contrary, Mr. Holmes. I may not be just like you, but we are similar in some ways. I'll give you that. We both happen to be people with lots of vision and plans for ourselves. And we both seem like we will do just about anything to achieve the goals we have in life. You see, Mr. Holmes, while I may not be a sadistic killer like yourself, I am not above the act. Now this, of course, was never really any of my intent when I came to work here for you. I had originally come to Chicago to hopefully find a nice, you know, older, wealthier man to quickly make me his wife. Now hoping that my husband would allow me to live the lifestyle I always envisioned for myself, I always kept the notion that if he refused, that most likely a tragic accident would befall him and leave me a grieving yet wealthy widow. And when I first took the job here, I had hoped I would meet a traveling or a wealthy fair attendee who would fall for me. But once Byron here filled me in on everything that was truly going on at your little establishment, I thought, well, being the owner of a quaint little hotel and pharmacy in Chicago would probably provide me a pretty modest and comfortable lifestyle and might even help me attract an even wealthier husband down the line. She's right, Holmes. She's right about you. You know it. You! You fucking traitor! You coward! 
I hope you, I hope you both rot. You rot in hell. Oh, well, I'm sure we will, Mr. Holmes. I'm sure we will. But in the meantime, you first. episodes of Sandu Stories drop every other Tuesday. Or you can hear new episodes right now at patreon.com slash Podcast. Link in description. Stay strange, and we'll see you next time.